What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of 818s and Fast Breaks. My name is Mason Basada. I'm here, as always, with Josh Borve. And, um, dude, the league just does not stop. It's crazy. No, it, 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 I don't think it ever will. I don't think it ever like, will. Like, I'm, I'm almost like, like, it's not overwhelming. Like, I will take what I can get, but like, geez, like, I'm just like, like, how many mm-hmm. more? Like, this is, I, this most recent day that was crazy. I, I've heard it compared to the day that I think Zach Lowe compared to the day that, um, DeAndre Jordan, uh, said he was going to sign with Dallas and then they locked him in, yep. his, in his house and they negotiated him back to the Clippers. And then that same day, there was that picture of the banana boat squad with, LeBron and all them mm-hmm. so yeah today I mean not yet today but like when was it Wednesday was just just insane so let's start with the biggest news um did you see the Chris Paul trade coming at all or what, what was your thoughts on that um well well uh as you know and as the listeners of this podcast know I've been fighting for this I've been saying it every podcast that the Clippers need to blow this up right and so at the time I said Let's see how they do this year in the playoffs, but most likely they're not going to get past the second round and Chris Paul's going to get hurt in the playoffs. What do you know? They didn't get past the second round and Chris Paul got hurt in the playoffs. So they should have made this trade. Uh, Did I think they were? Not really, but this was overdue. This is something they should have done a couple of years ago, Um, and I'm happy they finally did. Um, That's that's just from the Clippers' perspective. Um, From Houston, uh, great trade, number one. Um, great job by Daryl Morey to do all those side deals to throw in a few of those players. Uh, but it makes the league more interesting when you have more super teams. So I just love it as a basketball. Yeah, player. I totally agree. I mean, just in terms of it, like the tr- me seeing the actual trade coming, I didn't at all just because, you know, I, I just assumed that Chris Paul would opt out. Like, I think that was because that was partially his decision. I don't know if it was his manager's decision or how mm-hmm. they they worked that out. But he said, you know what, I'm fine with opting into my contract and letting you guys get at least something back for me because, you know, I, I, I maybe he felt loyal to not loyal to the organization, but like he owed them something. But he wanted yeah, he something. wanted them not to yeah. leave them with completely nothing. And also it works out for Houston because they wouldn't have been able to get max cap space if, if they hadn't traded away players. So this just made the deal a little easier for everybody, I think. But yeah, I mean mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I, I agree. Like, um, there's there's no reason that the Clippers shouldn't have blown this up a few years ago. Like I think 2015 was probably their optimal time when they just saw like the writing on yeah. the wall. Like we just blew a three one lead. Maybe we're cursed. Maybe there's just this team just can't win if it's not. Especially you know like if if one of your stars is getting hurt every year, that's gotta be frustrating. And and up until last year, yeah, like no, it, Blake was still a max. You know he was still viewed as a top 10, 15 player, and they could have gotten. I remember there was a trade package offered from Denver with that included like Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, um, I think Will Barton was in that. And I think the only reason that, that the Denver didn't do it was because um they didn't want to give up Jokic, which is totally understandable. But like still I would done yeah, I would have no. done that if I were the Clippers and they, they chose, no, we're gonna wait this out. And I, I get it, like you know, fifty win team is, is is a fifty win team is is good. You know, like you're gonna make the playoffs every year. You're gonna bring in fans. You're gonna, you know, it's exciting. But they, I think they didn't see the ceiling on this team that like everyone else did. Um, yeah, and and that's the problem with a coach who's also the president of basketball operations, right? Because 
if that's the situation, you don't want to hurt your on-court performance, right? Because that's what you're really judged by as a coach. And so if you're president of basketball operations, why would you trade Chris Paul, right? Why would you trade Blake Griffin? Why would you hurt yourself as a coach? So that's why I feel like once they brought in Jerry West, and I'm not surprised, I don't know if you are, that it took a Laker to kind of blow this thing up with the Clippers. Um, so that I just think was uh, nice to see. Um, but that's my problem with coaches who are also present in basketball operations because they just, it doesn't go together. Uh, but for the Clippers, man, I just, I just don't know what's going to happen to them at this point, right? With Blake Griffin, he's still a free agent. Uh, I do think they'll probably resign him. Well, I know we'll go more in depth a little later on. Uh, but it's just going to be interesting where the Clippers go from here because they can go two ways, right? They can either try to keep building this thing and hopefully try to stay relevant, or they can just go back to the, to the bottom. And once they're down there, who knows how long it's going to take them to get back to this level. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the reasons they were so hesitant to tank is because they've, they've seen what it's like to be at the bottom of the league for so long, and, and I don't think they were sure if their yeah. fan base could sustain that you know like this is the first time that they've been a very yeah, popular no. team since you know the creation or since the inception of this team so um i can see why they were hesitant to, to pull the trigger but yeah now i mean they're obviously going to offer blake the max and they're going to try to retain him because they have to now but i don't know i mean i think it's not the worst thing in the world to tank while there's this super team, you know, like six hours north of them that they there's no way they could beat, especially now that Chris Paul's left. There's absolutely no conceivable yeah. way that they could unless, you know, LeBron comes. But even then, I'm not sure. So, you know, this this it, as as morbid as it sounds, I think this might be the time to just kind of, you know, stockpile draft picks. They have a lot of draft or a lot of uh, trade assets now with Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, maybe Sam Decker they could throw in. Maybe get yourself a high draft pick and um, just look towards the future. And I think, I don't know when Doc Rivers' contract is up, but I think definitely he's probably going to be looking to go somewhere else soon too. Um, yeah, no, he oh, – well, okay, I, I have a question about yeah. Doc real quick for you. Um, I don't think the Clippers are going to bring him back whenever his contract is up, or at least they shouldn't. Um, but if let, – let's say they don't, right? Does Doc Rivers find another job in the league right now? Oh, absolutely. I don't know if as as a coach-GM combo, but definitely one of the two. I've already heard, you know, like before Orlando got their new GM, I think people were whispering that, oh, maybe Doc could come in, and which would be a stupid move because he hasn't shown anything as an executive yeah, to, I, to make me think that he's a good GM. But as a coach, you know, I still think he he's a very, very good coach. I think, you know, he's very, very good at um, out-of-timeout plays and, you know, running – just just his his sets are good i think in in just in a broad sense like i think the the gm side is bled over to the coach side and people are just giving him a bad rap altogether so yeah i think i'm sure he'll have another job in the league someday but maybe not for a contender but maybe for like a young up and coming team what do you think okay i i don't <laughs> know i don't know about doc as yeah. a coach to be honest with you um i just i don't see it I, you know he got he does have a championship so good for him there's only like nine coaches in the league with it with a ring right now but I just never saw it um he had a great team in Boston um I don't know how much of it was on him for them winning that and just on the players he won coach uh, of the year the Clippers, with, with when you have Fox, on, in the on the magic but I, they didn't even make the playoffs but yeah 
Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> sure, George Carl won Coach of the Year That's and got true. fired right That's after he true. won it. But um, but w- with Doc, I just, with five years or six years, I think five, with the Clippers, with the Lakers at the worst they've ever been, and to still not get past the second round once, right, to not really accomplish anything, um, it, that just, I think, this kind of should tell the league that okay maybe he's not this great yeah, of a coach and, yeah. that yeah he's had good results before but just as a coach he's not as great as we all think yeah I, and so that that's no just I, my I agree with you but yeah like you you look at the he had three all nba players on his team for five years so yeah you you'd think maybe that that is a mm-hmm. sign that he he couldn't coach you know as well as we thought he could but and one thing that bothers me most of all is that he doesn't stagger his players and this bothered me with with um yeah. with uh why am I blanking on his name right now with Scott Brooks um in OKC because he would have okay. to play mm-hmm. Westbrook and Durant together and I never understood why if you have two All NBA players on the same team you think you'd want all of you want one of them on the court at all times and they Chris yeah. uh, Doc Rivers seemed you know like he like really wanted Blake and Chris to play together and i get that but they're two kind of redundant players they're both kind of point guards in a sense Blake is much taller obviously but they both handle the ball and i think they kind of yeah. take away from each other a little bit when they're on this when they're on the court together um so that bothered me and just to clarify he's um on a 3 year 21 million dollar deal until uh through the 2018-19 season so i mean obviously so yeah so this year or next year yeah you know what? If I'm Jerry West at this point, I would strongly considering firing Doc Rivers. This yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, especially with David Griffin out there in need of a job. I think now that might be a good idea. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still not exactly sure how much power Jerry West has, like what position he's in. I don't. Yeah, I think he is really just an advisor. Um, I think it's more like Golden State that um big decision ideas like oh should we like for the chris paul trade i think he was like asked is this a good trade should we do it and i he ultimately said yes um but i don't think he's anywhere near like the day-to-day operations which is fine for jerry at at this point right like if you're a clippers fan um you should be fine with that you shouldn't really expect someone who's almost 80 to be doing um all the day yeah absolutely the big picture guy like we talked about on the last pod um yeah exactly okay so Talked about uh, we talked about Chris Paul. Let's here. This is a good transition actually to um, to GMs or to uh, presidents who don't actually do their job right. Um, <laughs> Phil Jackson was fired by James Dolan a couple days ago um, from the New York Knicks organization. Yep. He was the head of basketball operations there. Um, do you think I didn't even consider it as a possibility until I heard it like? a bunch of people were throwing it out there that maybe he threw this mm-hmm. job on purpose. He like, yeah. I, honestly, like 100%. that makes the most sense to me just because I don't see any other logic in trying to trade Chris Stapp Porzingis. Like what? Like if you have a budding star in the biggest market, you mm-hmm. should be getting free agent offers like, like out the yin yang. Like why is he like, I don't understand why he's <laughs> throwing him on the table. Like just, it bothered me so much. He even said in that that interview that oh he's a unicorn ball. Well then, what is the value in that? Because he skipped a he skipped a uh, uh, a postseason or what like a, a um, end of season ex- uh, exit, exit interview. interview. Yeah, what? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. I honestly like I put a lot of credence in that. Maybe he was trying to throw throw his job away because he got his money and he was just kind of bored. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I see it, it's weird for us, right? As Laker fans too. Um it it was kind of a kind of kind of like a kind of like a twilight zone for Lakers fans, right? Because remember, we were this close to getting Phil, right? We were before we got D'Antoni, it was going to be Phil until Jim Buss called D'Antoni and offered him the job. So we all thought we were getting Phil, maybe not as a coach, but at least a part of this front office, most likely president of basketball operations. Right. And so at the time, a lot of Laker fans were disappointed. People were chanting, we want Phil at Laker games. And then he goes to the Knicks and he just tanks it. Then his entire really tenure there, other than Porzingis, which congrats, Phil, you got that right. You might have gotten uh, this year's draft pick, the guy from France. Right. We'll see. Um, But I just. I don't know what Phil was doing because he's the greatest coach in basketball history, at least up there. And for him to be this bad at president of basketball operations, I just don't see it. So really, it just had to be he wanted to be fired. He wanted the $60 million from his contract, and he got it now, obviously, because Dolan is still an idiot, and he'll still do the worst decision he possibly could. And Phil got fired for it. Um, But I just... I don't think the Knicks are as bad off as bad off as they were when Phil first got there, um, mainly because of Porzingis. So him trying to want to trade him was ridiculous. Uh, but I just it he had to have wanted to tank it. There's no other way from Phil. Yeah, and okay, this is gonna sound kind of blasphemous as a you know like I'm from Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. what is the value in a coach that and this is shout out to my uncle Kyle he gave me this theory in the first place but that what is the value of a coach that doesn't change his scheme at all to fit his players coach and now president of basketball operations he does yeah. one thing that's the triangle no matter what this what situation the league is in what talent you're going up against I'm going to run this offense all the time and I'm going to draft players to fit this offense because I think this offense is the end-all be-all for basketball I think, well, you know, with obviously he had Jordan and Shaq and Kobe and Scotty, whatever. I think mm-hmm. this the triangle offense has many benefits, and, and a lot of the Warriors run a lot of triangle offense in their sets. The, granted, yeah. they also run a lot of off, you know, off ball screens and pick and rolls and a modern NBA offense. But I'm just curious, like, where does that get you if you're not willing to adapt at least a little bit, depending on the situation of the league? You know, what do you think on that? Okay, yes, you do have to adapt, right? You do have to kind of go where the league's going. That I get. Um, But a lot of coaches, they have their style of play. They're brought in to institute that style, right? You wouldn't bring in Mike D'Antoni to not run a fast-paced offense, even though that's what the Lakers did. But that's not what you usually do. You When you bring in a coach, you want them to run their offense. And yeah, change it up a little bit to, according to the league, but... Overall, you still want them, you know, you want Phil to run the triangle, right? That's what Phil Jackson is known for. That's what he coaches. And so if I bring in Phil Jackson, I'm expecting the triangle to be brought over as well. Um, So, yeah, I do get it. Um, I think it's the same thing with kind of the Clippers, how they were running their team was not working. They didn't change anything really. And because of that, now look at them. you know, I think it kind of goes with the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. 
and I think that's kind of what Phil was doing with with the Knicks right now. Uh, but I that with your point, I guess I see it. But I but you want Phil to run the triangle, right? If you're gonna have him, you want him to run the triangle. Well, so. but uh, yeah. I, but then he's not even coaching the team. Like it's one thing to have this mastermind yeah, oh. of the triangle, but then to be like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you know Jeff Hornacek coach the team, but he's gonna do it as if he's gonna be a proxy of me. Basically, he's gonna you know just like be my protege or Derek Fisher well, yeah. or you know like I don't know. I just feel like if if especially since it doesn't work, there's 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 shown no like yeah. like right now. I'm saying you know back even like five years ago, mm-hmm. it was it was an amazing offense and it worked and. It worked for his personnel also. Like, it kind of went both ways because he had an isolation scorer who can post up in Kobe or Jordan. Um, I don't know. I just – but you think, like, especially with a guy like Porzingis who fits the modern league so well, you can play him at center and run pick and roll after pick and roll, pick and pop with him. Like, I feel like it'd just be – it's a missed opportunity, really. But, no, I agree with you that yeah. – if if it worked for him, obviously he's the most most winning coach in NBA history in terms of championships. Why not give it a shot? But and I agree with that that Tony point that everyone's praising him now. He's coach of the year. But you know when he tried to run that same offense that he the only thing he's good at. Well, I shouldn't say that, but the the thing he's yeah. known for, it didn't work because he had to post up big men in in Dwight and Powell. So exactly. yeah, I can see both sides. But. It- here, here, here's the thing with what you just said, Mason, with like Hornacek as a proxy of the coach. Remember who Phil wanted to bring in or who we, who Steve the Kerr. coach was about yeah, to bring in when right. he first came. Exactly. So once he didn't get Steve Kerr, right, who was his coach, who would have been able to run aspects of the triangle, and it probably would have worked too, right? He goes and gets Derek Fisher. Fine, you know, former player, um, knows the triangle really well. I get it, right? But remember how we brought this up and what you said when you brought this up, right? Did Phil kind of tank this job? I think he did. And so hiring Jeff Hornacek, I think, contributed to that. I think he made that decision knowing, okay, I didn't get my coach who I wanted that I know could have ran the system, right? Management doesn't want me to hire another triangle coach, right? Because he did want to hire Kurt Rambis for the job, but wasn't allowed to by Dolan. So he's like, okay, let's hire Jeff Hornacek, who never really ran any aspects of the triangle, right? Was more of the D'Antoni style, you know, more towards that end. And so it was surprising when they hired him. And I think it wasn't because Phil thought, okay, this guy's going to be able to run the triangle. It's okay, what coach should I choose for me to potentially get fired a year or whenever from now? So that's what I think it was, kind of keeping up with that theory. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm leaning more and more towards that idea because there's just no other, you know, if, if all other explanations, you know, the, I forgot the phrase, but you know what I mean. Like if, if yeah, if, yeah, if no, I got you. That must be the closest thing if, if we can't think of anything else that makes any logical sense. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think looking forward now, they've, like I said, they're in a better position than we think. They've got, you're right, they got Porzingis, who's a budding star. They have Laurie Markinen. I don't know. I still can't figure out how to pronounce his name. But, um, you know, they, 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 and they have the biggest market in the NBA. Like, you'd think teams, players would be wanting to go there. And maybe they'll re sign Derrick Rose. I don't know now that they drafted a point guard. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm just saying, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, I, de- I have no chance I would want to yeah. sign Derek Rose. Um, and he thinks he's getting like 20 million a year too. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned I, about his. Yeah, I um, don't. Yeah, his 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 post <laughs> season. Um, 
So, yeah, I think looking forward, the Knicks, I think they're at least on the upswing. Like, as long as Porzingis continues to develop. We have to talk about Melo, though. That's a whole other situation. I mean, if yeah. he... Oh. Like, I get that he doesn't want to leave New York. He wants to stay close to his family. But, yeah, like, no, I get it. Sense. And I know that he wants his money, too. Like, if you... like if But mm-hmm. at this point, man, like, how do you not... There's so much... I would imagine there's so much toxicity... Toxicity in just that organization. Like, like how many players and and you know coaching staff i just look at mellow and think like man how do you go through this like year after year like and you still want yeah. to be here like maybe it's the knicks lore or it's just like new york city as a whole but like i just can't imagine going through that year after year all the like the the because it was it was established that Co- that phil and and mellow disagreed and they like didn't like each other and that maybe not didn't like each other but yeah. did, that phil wanted to trade mellow they... and mellow had a no trade clause mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd think at this point maybe just throw – and it it depends on – I think Melo has already established so that he is fine with not getting a ring. Like, I think he's may, he made that decision when he signed his last contract, not going to Houston. Yeah. Because he definitely would have had a way better chance – or no, Chicago also at that point. Yeah, Chicago, yeah he would have had a yeah. much better chance. And he chance. said, no, I yeah, want either the money. of those two teams. I want to be – and I want a no-trade clause, and I want the full max, and I want – like I, like, this is what I'm here for, and that's okay. As long as you're – straightforward about that there's no shame in deciding i'm not a ring chaser but now if he does want a ring if he's changed his mind or something i think he should take a buyout and go to cleveland what do you think if that's what he wants if his goal is to get a championship i don't think there's any other route uh maybe houston but i doubt that because of his relationship with d'antoni um but i know that was thrown out there for a little bit after the awkward fall um but again, it's up to, it's up to Carmelo, right? When when a player has a no trade clause and he's the face of the franchise, or yeah, he's still the face of the franchise of the Knicks. Um, he has all the power at this point. Um, from the family aspect, I definitely get why he wants to stay in New York. He's from there too, uh, and I still think he wants to bring the Knicks back to at least relevancy bring them back to the playoffs. I'm not sure he will be able to. Depends what they do this offseason, who they bring in as their GM. Um, But I kind of would like to see him on the Cavs, right? With how good the Warriors are, now the Rockets are kind of getting up there in that super team ranks, right? Let's see Cleveland get better. And so um, just from a fan's aspect, just watching the game, just someone who plays 2K, I would love to see the Cavs get Carmelo. I think it will make the league more interesting. Um, But again, it's up to him. And if he wants to get a buyout, I think if I was in this situation, I probably would um, because I just don't want to deal with a new GM, uh, just a new front office. And I just, how much longer can you really take all of this, like all this fluidity from the team? I agree so. that it would make the league more interesting. However, I don't know if it would make Cleveland necessarily better. Because, honestly, if you think about, like, what does Kevin Love do that... Or what does Carmelo do that Mel- that Kevin Love doesn't? Like, neither of them are... are you know, they're yeah. both just awful defensively. Like, they both cannot... They can't stay in front yeah. of people. So, if you figure that, and then you subtract Kevin Love's rebounding, Kevin Love's outlet passing, you know... I think Melo might honestly like it wouldn't he wouldn't be any worse than Kevin Love, but I don't think the Cavs would necessarily be better off. Now, if they can buy him out and get him if the if the Knicks buy him out and the Cavs can get him for basically nothing, then sure, go for it. Yeah. But if if you're exactly. gonna have to trade for him or if you give up Kevin Love. Okay, yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for yeah. Carmelo. And 
depending on the team I'm on, I don't think I would want to trade for him either. If I'm Houston, I wouldn't want to trade for him. If I'm the Lakers, I wouldn't want to trade for him. If I'm any team, I really wouldn't want to trade for Carmelo at this point to take that salary on and just for the level of player he is. But again, if he's bought out, all you got to do is pay uh, a really a veteran's minimum contract yeah. or however much he wants. You know, that's definitely realistic. That's definitely something that can be done by any team. Uh, so that I would definitely do that in, in a heart and a in a beat. Um, but for Cleveland with Kevin Love, if you do get Carmelo, you can hypothetically sign him and trade Kevin Love. I don't know what you'll get for Kevin Love. Um, probably not the greatest haul because they couldn't trade him to try to get Paul George early in the offseason. Um, but get something. Fill out this team. Um, fill up any holes that you do have. Uh, possibly with a Kevin Love trade if you bring in Carmelo. Yeah, they definitely need to go all in because like the the, the LeBron to LA thing is looming yeah. more than ever. This is like, this is yeah, the year for that. This like, is the year I'm, for that. If I'm, I mean, obviously no now David Griffin's not there anymore. But if I'm whoever's in charge up there, uh, I should be going all in. Um, maybe Chauncey Billups. I don't know. Um, maybe. So I want to go back to because we we skipped on something. I we know we're jumping around here, but I want to go back to the Clippers and 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 I mean uh, Chris Paul and James Harden. How do you think they're gonna fit okay. together? Oh, okay. I, yeah, I definitely want to talk. How do you think they're because. I totally envisioned him on the Spurs. Like, I could totally see him taking over for Tony Parker. Kawhi yeah. can play off the ball. Danny Green, you know, LaMarcus can pick and pop if, with him if he wants. Or they traded LaMarcus. Let's see. But yeah, I, I just, when I heard that, oh, maybe Chris Paul's going to go to the Rockets, I was like, how is that going to fit? You know, like, it kind of just seems like two redundant players. But now I'm kind of starting to see it. What can what do you see from their offense? Yeah. Um. You know what? You were talking about it earlier. I think you just got to stagger their minutes, right? You can play them together for however long. And James Harden has said in the past that he likes playing off ball. He did it in Oklahoma City. He did it for a good part of his time in Houston. Um, There's a reason why he's been aggressively going after Chris Paul, aggressively recruiting Chris Paul to bring him here. Because I think James Harden doesn't have a problem playing off ball. Um, so they could be on the court together for however long in the game, probably at the end of the game, um, most likely. Um, but throughout the game and throughout the season, stagger their minutes, right? There's no problem with doing that. Um, and with if the Clippers did that with Blake and Chris Paul, maybe Chris is still in L.A. And who knows what the Clippers could have accomplished. So I think that's the way you got to do it. Yeah, um, that's, to, that's... To really get... Yeah, get the most out of them. I think, yeah, you're right. That's like they could have an elite ball handling guard on the floor for 48 minutes like two of the top what four or five guards in the nba on the floor on the floor for 48 minutes that's pretty awesome like if you think about it in that aspect but yeah when they're playing together i think definitely james is going to be the one who's going to play off the ball like chris paul's never done that in his career like college or pro so that'd be a huge adjustment james has done before you know he's played with a possibly even more ball dominant guard in russell westbrook so i think it'll be definitely an adjustment and i think Mike D'Antoni's going to have to do a lot of tinkering because, you know, throughout his career, I don't think he's ever had to deal with two ball handlers. I mean, you kind of saw in L.A., like, Nash was the one to play off the ball, and that was fine. It worked okay when he was healthy. But, um, yeah, yeah, in Phoenix, he never really had another guard that would handle the ball that often. So it'll definitely be an adjustment. But I think, yeah, I think this makes them definitely more of a threat to the Warriors just because that means – when you're going like because basically the league is coming down to matchups and how can you exploit those matchups so if yeah. if you're playing let's say you're playing the warriors in the conference finals steph curry is going to have to guard one of those players 
uh, unless you throw Durant mm-hmm. on one of them and then you ha- hide Steph on like Trevor Ariza or something, he's t- probably going to ha- at least start on one of those guards. And that's going to be tough for him, you know? Like he like as t- he's definitely not as bad of a defender as he once was, but that's still going to be something that they're going to look okay, to exploit, I, yeah. you know? Yeah, no. I I think Steph is a much better defender at this point. Um but for the for the Rockets, not the Clippers anymore. Um yeah, no, definitely. Exactly what you were saying. Um, also, what I would be worried um, about for the Rockets, and again, Chris Paul mostly, is with this faster pace offense, um, how will Chris Paul hold up, right? If you do play... If you do play Chris with James Harden, right, James could be the guy with the ball the majority of the time, and Chris Paul can play off ball just to save his legs for the playoffs. So maybe that's what they do too. Um, maybe that's what's you know best for the Rockets. And when the playoffs come, then Chris Paul can just go all out and ball out and do what he does um, at his best. So it, it's interesting. I do think the Rockets are, I think, they're better than the Spurs mm-hmm. at this point. Um, depending on how they fill out this roster, but I would give them the advantage. I don't think Aldridge is that good anymore. Uh, I don't know if you watched the jump, but uh, Paul Pierce said he wouldn't trade himself as he is right now for LaMarcus Aldridge. And to be honest, I'm right there with him. Um, I don't think Aldridge is that good anymore. Um, Kawhi is obviously great. I love Kawhi. Um, but I, the Spurs, I think, are going to take a drop. And I think the Rockets are going to overtake them as the second best team in the West. Now, against the Warriors, I don't. they still don't have a chance. We'll see what Daryl Morey does. Um, but they're still not at that level yet. But yeah, I agree. I think they're going to, yeah, you're right. It depends on how they fill out the roster and what they can do with their limited space, but they could, they could still pull off some decent moves. Um, We'll see, like it depends on the veterans they get. And if they can somehow get another wing and move Ariza to power forward, because that's, that's kind of what they've, the other weakness in their offense, in their defense, other than Harden, obviously is Ryan Anderson. Like he's great offensively, but if you can get another guy who can actually play defense on the wing, against the Warriors, that'd be really important. But, yeah, I think they are better than the Spurs now. And I agree with you about yeah. Aldridge. I'm not as low on you as – or as low on him as you are. I think <laughs> I think his 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 position now is center. Like, there's no point in playing him power forward. I mean, he's decent on switches, but, like, yeah. no, if I you agree. want to take full advantage of him, you play him as a center. He's actually a very underrated rim protector if you look at the numbers. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Spurs, like, they still have a chance to, to get maybe Kyle Lowry or Drew Holiday. They could definitely upgrade a point guard, and that might swing them the other way, too. And I'm never going to count against, you know, go against Pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, honestly, I think Kawhi yeah, is probably no. the the front runner to win MVP next year. Now that Harden, you know, has another running mate, I think it's either going to be either, either him or yeah, Westbrook. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, and I, I don't think, no, for, for Westbrook, I would expect a drop-off Yeah, I can't year. imagine. If he averages I, I a triple-double drop next off. year, like, I, I just I can't imagine, like, how exhausted he would be. But he's, like, a robot. I don't know. Yeah, there's... Yeah, who, who knows with Westbrook? You look at him, and you just... You just... Uh, yeah. Insane. Um, okay, so let's move on to... Let's just throw out free agent names and see where we think they're going to go. So I'll go to you first. Where do you think Blake Griffin is going to land? <sighs> I... I want to say the Clippers. I really do. Um, even all the hate I give them every single day, honestly. Um, I, I don't want to see them fully tank. You know, I, I want to see them kind of hold some relevancy. 
Um, and I think Blake will ultimately say because now he could be that primary mm-hmm. ball handler that he's always wanted to be with the Clippers. He'll be that number one guy until maybe he recruits someone in 2018 because at least the Clippers will still be somewhat interesting and somewhat attractive to other players in, in 2018. Uh, so I do think he's going to end up staying with the Clippers, um, but I would look out for Miami. Uh, Pat Riley is still amazing at what he does, um, recruiting free agents. Uh, so I, I would look out for Miami, but I do think he ultimately stays with the Clippers. I think it depends on what happens with Paul George. And I know everything's coming back to Paul George, but if the Celtics yeah. strike out on him or if someone else st- trades for Paul George, then I think their their targets are going to be Hayward and Blake Griffin. And they could do it conceivably. They'd have to give up some pieces, but they could potentially sign both of them to near maxes. Um, and I think, you know, if you're Blake, I was thinking about this earlier today, like he's never played with a floor spacing big, you know? I mean, obviously like maybe like Spencer yeah. Hawes or something, but like as terms of like your, your fellow no, starter, most... he's been playing with a guy who can't yeah, shoot not... outside of two feet, you know? So... If you go to yeah. Boston, like I can imagine him and Horford would actually look really well work really well together. And obviously I think he should also be playing a lot of five these days. You know, he's six ten, he can play defense okay. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I think that'd be very interesting if you put him in Boston's offense. I think that'd be really cool. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Miami's uh, a potential destination. Um, you know, they should they I think people are gonna look at the record and be like, Well, why are they such a you know, destination? But when you finish the season thirty and eleven without Justice Winslow. What no what yeah, exactly. What Spolstra did that second half was was so yeah, impressive. Like that's gotta be a, was so look, impressive like, attractive to and and to do it without a real star, you know, like Blake could be like, I could go to a you know, it's technically sixty win team if they if you just look at the second half of the season and I'll be the number yeah. one guy in that offense, like that could be pretty interesting. And you're in the East, you know, obviously that's a lot easier. Like he's never gonna have to see the Warriors again for a while. Which should be kind of I, I imagine like at this mm-hmm. point he's just like afraid to look in that direction. Like just like every year they're just destroying them. But um yeah, like I think I think Miami's definitely a spot. And then you have to at least throw in OKC, you know, like you're you get to play with the MVP. That's yeah, exciting. No. It's going home. True, like, true. And he can yeah. go back home. Yeah. Although, you know, like awesome. their number one priority should be to get shooters. Well, their number one priority should, should yeah. be to get offense in general. Someone else who can create. So, in that sense, yes. Blake does fit that Someone role. Who... But in terms of shooting, like, you know, he doesn't contribute at all. It would kind of be more frustrating for Russell. But Yeah. And, and, and if, if Griffin couldn't really work it out with Chris Ball, like, who's handling the ball? Uh, I don't know how he's going to work with, with Westbrook um, in OKC, but I do want to throw out Phoenix. Um, he is meeting with them on Saturday, um, first or like the first other team other oh, than wow. the Clippers that he's meeting. Um, and I think that's interesting. I think that would be an interesting place for Griffin to go. Um, you know, with Bledsoe, his former teammate, right? They got Josh Jackson. Devin Booker's all right. Um <laughs> So I I think that might be a place Griffin Griffin can. Are go. you still? Do you still like, like contractually have to hate on Devin Booker now that D'Angelo Russell's not on the Lakers? Yeah, you still do. Okay, all right. No, just... nope. Still, I gotta I gotta okay, keep right. that going. Um, I I'm still a Russell fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for him in, in Brooklyn. I think he'll do pretty well there. Um, but nope, still still can't root all right, for fair Booker. Fair one. 70, 71 in L. Um, so, uh, yeah. next up, let's look at Gordon Hayward. Where do you think he's gonna go? <sighs> You know what? I just it's it's either Boston or Utah. Um, again, maybe Miami, right? 
but I, I do think Boston, I do think he ultimately leaves Utah. Um, I don't think he wants to leave Utah, and I, I love what Utah's building right now, so just from that aspect, I would love to see Hayward stay and just kind of finish off what they're building. Um, but I do think he ultimately goes to the Celtics, um, you know, plays again with his old coach. Everyone seems to be talking about that. But he'll fit so well there, um, especially if they don't get Paul George, or maybe they can still get Paul George and, and play him at the four, get Hayward at the three, and that can work. Uh but I do think Boston makes a move this offseason and gets gets Hayward. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you look at those two teams in a vacuum, like, I think they won the same amount of games. They both won 51 games. Or no, I think Celt- the Celtics won two more games than the than the, uh, than the Jazz. But just in the aggregate, they're about the same level of talent. You know, like Rudy Gobert is a yeah. defensive player of the year candidate. Like, um, it depends what happens with their point guard situation, too. If they can re-sign George Hill or maybe trade for Rubio, that's important. But yeah. Sure, like in the, in a vacuum, those two okay. teams are similar. But then, you know, this year more than ever, you look up and like, if I'm in the West, like, the chances of me getting to the finals are so slim. Whereas even if I go to like, I can go to the East and yeah, I'll probably still lose to the Warriors, but at least I'll get to do it in the finals rather than the conference semis or the yeah, conference at least you finals. get there. Yeah, so you know, it, it, from that aspect, like I could totally see, and obviously Brad Stevens, he wants to play with this you know college coach and stuff, but. From that aspect, I just think if I if my number one goal was to get far in the playoffs, like go east, man. Like you know, it's either Cleveland or you, like potentially. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Um, speaking about Utah though and their point guard situation, uh, with Rubio, how much would you be willing to give up to get him? Right, if you don't resign Hill, what's what's the limit for you? I'm so low on Rubio. Like I know that he's a great defender and like yeah, he has okay. great vision, but like we're at a we're at a place in the league where you can't even play like a lot of teams can't even play centers that can't shoot because it, it's it's it like you know like yeah. slows down their offense if you have a point guard that can't shoot that just screws up your your flow so much like george hill is a great shooter um and he can play off the ball that's what's great yeah. because gordon hayward's gonna be handling the ball all the time if you're mm-hmm. playing with rubio he's had he's he either has to have the ball in his hands or he's a he's a non-factor you're gonna be playing four on five basically um, especially if you throw in, yeah. if you have Derek Favors playing the four, he can't shoot threes either. Um, so if I'm looking, yeah, I think they really, like as much as I don't think George Hill has that much, um, that much, uh, leverage just because the point guard market's kind of not really up to snuff this year with all the guards that were drafted. Yeah. And, um, but, but still like you think he has some leverage just because I don't see the, I don't see the upside in Rubio. I don't know. I don't know. He, he's six years in the league and I don't think he's ever no. shot over 30% from three. Yeah. No. Cause I saw um, a prediction from, I think it was Bleacher Reporter, like a rumor about a possible trade, right. For Utah to get Ricky Rubio. And in that offer, Utah would be given up Rodney Hood, Dante Exum and a second round pick. And when I saw that, I was like, that's, that's not worth it. Yeah, Why that's, would that's Utah give up yeah. that much for for a guy in Rubio who really can't really contribute if he doesn't have the ball in today's league? So, I, again, just like you, I'm not high on Rubio. Um, and I just saw that, and I was just, like, shocked that other people would think that's, like, a good deal. Um, so I just had to see what you had to say about that. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I, I still see a lot of upside in Dante Exum. Like, you know, worst comes to worst, maybe you don't even draft a point yeah, guard I and see. just let him handle the ball. I don't know if that's the best idea, but I think he has more yeah. upside than Rubio, honestly. Okay, so this Definitely. year – I just am looking at his stats right now. This year was the first year that Rubio shot over 40% from the field. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, there so you that, go. That, 
So I'm making some adjustments. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't see it. Yeah, he's still. <laughs> um. All right. So. No, not, not give me a variation. I'm trying to think. Go off the top of my head here. I'm trying to think of players. Um. Let's see how. Hmm. Let me get a list here. Hang on one second. Okay. No. Oh, this Kyle, not Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Free agent wise. Okay, fine. Kyle Lowry. Um. I think Denver. I think Denver mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, if he doesn't go back to Toronto, um, and again with Toronto, I think they're kind of where the Clippers were. We know what they are at this point with who they have, right? They have two great players in Lowry and DeRozan, um, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Boston. They're not good enough to beat the Cavs. Um, so they're kind of in that situation the Clippers have been where they've been really good. And they're playing some of the best basketball in their franchise's history, um, not to the level in Toronto's history as the Clippers were, but still top top three, top four team in their league, but they won't get past a certain point. They'll never make the finals. So if you're Kyle Lowry at this point in his career, he's what, 31, mm-hmm. at yep. the, right? He's in his 30s. Now it's about, okay, I still want to make money, but I want to be on more of a contender. Um, you know, you can make an argument that Denver isn't there yet, but you can also make the argument that they're a piece or two away from contending in the West. Uh, again, still not to the Warriors level, but still making the playoffs and still being a good team, and who knows what they can do. Uh, but I just I don't think Lowry returns. I don't think he goes back to Toronto. I, I would have agreed with you before the draft because I think that if the Sixers hadn't traded up and they, they took a wing rather than a guard, then they would have given Kyle Lowry a max mm-hmm. offer. And that would have at least, at the very yeah. least, given Lowry leverage to say, hey, Toronto, if you don't give me a full max, I know I'm 31, but if you don't give me a full max, I'm going to Philly, I'm going home. Um, but now they have Markel yeah. Fultz, and I don't think they need a, another point guard. So that that you know that that's out the no, window. I don't, I don't think, think so. the Nets, now that D'Angelo Russell was traded, I don't think they're looking for a point guard to give a max offer to. Um, so there's not that many destinations for Lowry. And I think, I don't know, I don't know if Denver sees Jamal Murray as their point guard or if they see him as a shooting guard. They also have Gary Harris, and they also have Emmanuel Moutier. Mm-hmm. I think they're more looking at Paul Millsap because I think he's a way better fit next to Jokic. Um, like, or I think he's a yeah. very good fit next to Jokic. But, um, so, yeah, I don't know about Lowry. <laughs> I think maybe Toronto actually gets him back for like less than the max. I think he kind of got screwed over here. But, um, you know, yeah, you're right. He's 31. Like, he's... He's an All NBA point guard. He's not like you know. He's he's one of the I'd say top what five. No, he's point he's guards. very yeah, good. He's, he's a very but he's good old. Point you know, guard. like in a five year contract, that's gonna be looking. That's gonna look bad at, at age thirty four, thirty five, thirty six. Like you don't know when he's gonna fall off. Um, yeah. So I think I think Lowry, personally, I think he stays with the stays with the Raptors. Um, what? Go ahead. What I will throw out for Lowry, right? And talking about Rubio, if Rubio does get traded. Um, look, maybe Minnesota gets them, right? There are reports that, yeah, there are reports that Butler has been trying to recruit Lowry ever since they've played for Team USA together. Um, so that might be something that works out and that would be a dangerous team if they trade Rubio and if they could get anything for Rubio, um, you get that and you bring in Kyle Lowry, that would be, that'd be interesting. Yeah, Lowry would fit so well with those wings. I think he can play off the ball. He's a very good defender. Yeah, that would be awesome. If they can pull that off. Oh my God. Um, Yeah. So, okay. I'm rooting for that right now, even though I'm the Minnesota's, you know, they're, they're coming, they're coming, but 
I'll be I think they're on a that. very good timeline too. I think maybe like three years, Jimmy Butler will yeah. still have something left, and and Towns and Wiggins will be developed, and the Warriors might be kind of slowing down. I think they're 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 in a very very good position. Um, okay, so still still not sold on Tibbs though. Still not sold on. Yeah, Tibbs. I mean, I, it's it's another one of the situations where it's you know the the coaching GM. I don't see why. T- I think he's going to be the last yeah. one to get that deal. I think after that, I think presidents and and owners have realized maybe that's not the best idea yeah this isn't the this yeah. doesn't really work yeah. out so well. but i mean you know he pulled off he totally swindled the bulls so i'd say right now he's he's like in a very good position but yeah but that's yeah. i don't know if how big of an accomplishment that is as much as it is a testament to how stupid the bulls are um yeah. so okay uh paul Millsap. i think i already said i think he's going to the nuggets where do you think he's going um yeah yeah, I I, I I see the Nuggets. It, it's a it's a pretty good fit. Um, I just I'm still interested to see if Atlanta's going into a full rebuild. Um, if if they're not gonna offer Millsap anything. Um, but he's still he's still really good, right? Uh, Paul Millsap d- will meet with the Suns though, so maybe if the Suns meet miss out on Blake Griffin, maybe they go after Millsap or either or. Um, that might work out, but I. I I kind of just want to see Atlanta still, you know, try at least, not fully tank. Um, so I'm just kind of hoping from that as- aspect he stays there. But going to Denver, playing right next to, to Jokic um, would be <laughs> would be interesting. It would be really fun to watch, too. So I don't, I don't know if I agree with you about Atlanta. I think they kind of dropped the ball twice now with, with Horford. They didn't they, did, they yeah. let him go for nothing, and now it looks like they're going to have to let Paul, Paul Millsap go for nothing. They could have traded him. Yeah, I I always hate when that happens. Yeah, uh, no, it sucks. Like, cause when when you lose your star yeah. for nothing, and yeah. they they were loyal to their fan base. They, it's crazy. They're on like a twelve year playoff run or something. They haven't missed the playoffs in so many years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they they've done it right. They got to sixty wins. That was their apex, and now it just looks like it's crumbling. You know, like just... Kyle Korver's gone. Uh, Jeff Teague's gone. Jeff Teague's um, gone. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it sucks about the Hawks, but I think I think this is the year they should be rebuilding. Honestly, like, just let Paul Millsap go and try to get some sort of pick. They already screwed up too with the the Dwight Howard trade. I didn't think that was a good trade either. But um, yeah, yeah, try to get just get young and assets at this point. Like, I'd also for for Paul Millsap too. Maybe Houston, yeah. right? They're still trying to do something. Uh, I don't doubt Daryl Morey in creating calf space. You know, he just can work that CBA mm-hmm. and just get some something done. So I think that might also be another thing because that would be a, another great fit with D'Antoni as a coach. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think he's a he's kind of like, I mean, he's not as good of a shooter as Ryan Anderson, but he's a way better defender, like miles ahead. So Yeah, a better yeah, overall player, would, not yeah, even, that'd be not even great close. Fit. I would love to see that. Um, all right, last one, Drew Holiday. Where do you think he goes? Uh, Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are going to give him the max, um, and they're going to just bring him back and try to try to get get that whole thing with Davis and Cousins to work. Yeah, I would hope so because I think the way that they're they're situated, if they can't bring him back, they don't really have any more any money because they have his bird rights. They don't really have any money to give anybody else, so it's kind of him or nothing. Yeah, and exactly. yeah, I really want the the Cousins uh, Davis thing to work at least a little bit because. You know, then if yeah. Boogie leaves again, it just it's just gonna look. I mean, one that that Boogie, I don't know what his value is anymore. If he if he leaves another team and and did, still hasn't made the playoffs and like mm-hmm. almost being what ten years in the league almost, um, and almost. then yeah, and then um, and Davis like 
I think if if this doesn't work out, I think it's almost an inevitability that he leaves or maybe starts asking for trade for a trade. You know, like it's 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 it sucks. Like it's a mm-hmm. cool franchise, and like you know, you miss the days of Chris Paul and David West and all that. But like they just, I don't know, man. Like they they. It doesn't seem if this doesn't work, I think this is the last draw for for Davis. I think he looks to 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 move somewhere else. I think I think so. I think so too. Um, I I I hope it does work. I remember when the trade happened and we did the podcast about that about that whole trade and it was it's it was so exciting to see them play together. Um, didn't work out too well at the end of the year last year. Uh, but again, the Pelicans don't really have a choice in the matter with bringing back Holiday, as you said. Um. So we'll we'll see how how their season goes, um, but I I don't know how how well it's gonna work out. Still, that's that's my one problem. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see. I mean, we got another what like twelve hours or so until yeah. and then shit hits the fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> um. So yeah. And before it does, before it does, I gotta quickly sure. ask Paul George, yeah. right? Paul George. Is he gonna be traded? Is he gonna play for for the Pacers next year? I mean, I think. He will be traded. I can't imagine. Can you imagine like this whole ordeal happens and all this, all this like, like he's straight up said, I don't want to resign with you guys. And then he's there for training camp. Mm-hmm. Like how awkward would that be? Like, that'd be so awkward and weird. I don't know. Like, like what would the media be asking him? Like, would he try his hardest? Yeah. I mean, you think he would to keep his value up, but like, no, I, I'm sure no matter where he goes, he'll be traded. I just, it, where is the question? Because Indiana's kind of, just waiting it out. I mean, they have time to wait it out. And, but, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if, if they try to make a move before free agency. You know, they've, the time is, time is ticking right now. But mm-hmm. Or if they wait until all the dominoes have fallen and then got, teams are more situated, they can offer what they have. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure. Where do you think he ends up going? Uh, I... I don't think the Lakers are going to make a trade for him at this point. Um, maybe they do. Maybe Indiana gets desperate and just takes a not at the greatest offer for, for Paul George and goes to the Lakers, which is something I wouldn't be surprised for because these packages that teams have gotten for their stars these past few trades haven't been as good as people thought they would be. Um, so maybe from that, that point. Um, but... I think Houston's still a possibility. Possibility. I just I can't get that one out of my head. Um, and then yeah, Cleveland no, with it's... the kind of assurance, yeah, with the assurance from Paul George saying that if LeBron's willing to stay, I'll stay. Maybe they take that risk and like, okay, we'll just see how this goes, and, and they go with that. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's the it'll, the problem we'll, with we'll the see. with we'll the Cavs is like the the three team. They have to do a three team deal because I think Indiana doesn't see any value exactly. in Kevin Love and. Yeah, if the Lakers can mm-hmm. get it down to just Randall and those two late first round picks that we that the Lakers took in 27 28. Oh, see that I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Josh Hart for I wouldn't trade him Kuzma I, yeah, I'd give him up, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to trade Josh Hart. I think he's the starting shooting guard for the Lakers this That's year. That's true. They do need another guard now. Um yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, like I think Randall is the one expendable piece just because I think even if 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 he doesn't if they don't trade trade him, they're not going to pay him. You know, they can't, first of all, if they yeah. want to sign Paul George. So I think he's the one mm-hmm. expendable piece in this. Clarkson, you know, take him or leave him. Like, he's a good guard. I think, I don't know if he's a starting yeah, shooting guard, but like you said, maybe it's Josh Hart. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. the, that those two pieces aren't like it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, you know, they'd be nice to have next year. You would year. want more. Yeah. You would oh, want yeah, more. Oh, yeah, if you're Indiana, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, dude. I think that's it. Uh, so we got like 12 right. hours to go. Um, I wish you luck. I hope it, it everything works out with, with, hopefully you know, it does. Team. Hopefully it does. Well, yeah, we're gonna see a lot of money being signed. Um, and Mike Conley is gonna no longer be the, the highest paid player in the league. It's gonna be Steph Curry. The Mike Conley era. Yeah, it's over. It only lasts Mike a year. Conley era is yeah, ending. It's too bad. Still hasn't wow. made an all star team. Enjoy these last few hours. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Cheers Who knows? You. All right, dude. Um, but. I'll see you soon. Okay. Later. <laughs> see ya. Bye.